Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. It's a little podcast I put together with a group of my friends and fellow geeks that will feature a rotating cast of geeks getting together each episode to discuss geek-related topics. You can expect the show to come out on the 1st and 15th of each month, and uh, we're going to have a variety of topics that should hopefully be interesting. And for this first episode, uh, we're going to talk about Thor Ragnarok and Justice League and do a little comparing and contrasting with each movie. And tonight's episode features uh, myself, of course, as the host and moderator, and also includes Dario, the cosmic comic guru, uh, Cedric, the self-proclaimed mightiest Avenger, and the all-powerful Jimbo. So, welcome to episode one, and enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. Uh, I am your host and moderator, Derek, and I have assembled a fine crew of geeks with me this week to discuss uh, the Thor, Ragnarok, and Justice League movies. We're going to do a little kind of comparison, contrasting, and all that. So, with me, I have to my left, my good buddy Jimbo. What's up? <laughs> and we have Dario. Hello. And we have Cedric. The strongest Avenger. <laughs> we're, that's that wrong podcast. We're not debating that this week. <laughs> so, first of all, I'm going to go on with the assumption that we have all seen both movies, yes? Yes. 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 Good. What movies would those be? Uh, that would be... Uh, the ones he just mentioned. The... Uh, my Little Pony. Why am I drawing a blank on Ragnarok? Ragnarok. Ragnarok? No, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say something else, but never mind. <laughs> anyway, I had a brain fart there. So, what is so My Little Pony? Friendship is magic. <laughs> so let's take a quick, <laughs> let's take a quick survey. Uh, so, which movie did we like best? What would you say, Jimbo? Uh, I like Thor better. Nobody really cares. Dario? <laughs> After careful thought, I came back to Thor and thought it was a better movie. Cedric? Uh, overall, I enjoyed Thor more. I too enjoyed Thor more. Um, not that the Justice League was bad necessarily. Doesn't suck is not a good indictment of the movie. <laughs> my, my opinion on it as well, it was better than Batman vs. Superman. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's it's between which <laughs> <Not hard>. <laughs> higher than Batman versus Superman by a, a large margin, but underneath yes. Wonder Woman. Yes, very far underneath. Uh, the thing is, is Wonder Woman to me was nearly a perfect movie, except for the last twenty minutes, which was a little bit of a the, yeah, the whole battle with Ares and everything. Well, it, the fact that she's fighting Professor Lupin with uh, <laughs> weird metal power armor thing going on was just. <laughs> Strangely off-putting. It was, yeah. Um, and then, 
But you paid for the actor, so I guess you got to put him on yeah. screen, right? But here's, here's a little, little thing that kind of bothered me for some reason. It was his mustache. I don't know why, but his mustache when he when he was in the armor when he was in yeah when he was Aries his the, mustache the, the fact that he didn't look intimidating at all yeah <laughs> it was like a That's librarian kind of coming at you yeah exactly like, <laughs> you still look like a in the librarian <laughs> don't you know the Dewey Decimal System you still look like a stuffing <laughs> British guy it's all I can see but hey, what from Hogwarts <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into that let's talk about the uh, the villains of each movie. So we had uh, Steppenwolf from Justice League and uh, Hela from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, I agree. There's no comparison. Hela was, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. was awesome. Played by Kate Blanchett. Hela was the only good part of the movie. Wow. <laughs> 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 so, the so, the so the redeeming quality just comes down to the villain, <laughs> and she just looks better than tights. Well, I figured ever well. since Galadriel went into the West... <laughs> she was embittered from her war with the ring, decided to take on some of Sauron's power and go take a fall off. She went goth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she took his helmet too. That thing was like, yeah. My, my only problem with Hela is that she was a perfect translation. No, I can't say she was a perfect translation. She was a, a visually a perfect translation. Visually, so. yeah. But her her magic sword power, like, look at me, I'm throwing swords. <laughs> out of my, out of my, I don't know where that came from. Visually <laughs> <laughs> like, interesting. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. Um, but I was just like, wow, I thought she'd be like shooting beams or. I mean, do you know what her powers are? She, the powers just stand there and look intimidating. She well, is she the queen of hell. That's she, all I. She is death. No, in the in yeah. the comic, she's a she's like the Asgard. I guess yeah, the Asgardian version of she's death. She's in charge of all the Valkyries, and she brings her all. The oh yeah. And the Valkyries were not on her side, obviously, in this movie. Right. Yeah. So I felt that. No, because we got that heavy metal poster. Three quarters of the way through the movie. That I have to say, I like that. I would. Wish I could put on. I would put on that was cool. Yeah, because that, that was like, can I at least get that for a uh, screenshot from my computer? Oh, <laughs> screensaver, yeah, screensaver. Yeah, yeah. It'll be good. But I mean, typically she doesn't get in a lot of hand-to-hand fights. The no, she's worst she, I've ever seen was yeah. when she scratched uh, Thor's face to give him the beard, yeah. or he grew the beard to cover the scratches. Yeah, yeah. She, but, she manipulates people. Yeah, she yeah, she's more like a magic. like a background, which is what villain. all the all the bad guys in this movie should have been doing. Um, just to jump off for one quick second, Grandmaster is supposed to be a manipulator and a, and a thought. And a, and a, <laughs> not a punce. Not a punce. No, but let's go back. To yeah, but, not but telling you a on that note, on that note, all I'm going to say is Jeff Goldblum is like bacon. He makes everything better. <laughs> he he did make it. He was very entertaining in the role. He was. And I'm wondering if so. I'm I'm probably like a junior level comic book nerd. I, I'm I have my fingers in a lot of different pies, but I don't have the encyclopedic uh, knowledge of it. But the Grandmaster is an eternal, correct? <laughs> What's that? He's an eternal, correct? He's a well he's yeah, he's a he's an eternal, yeah. So, uh, no, and he's not eternal. What do they call his now? The immortals. There's only there's only like a handful of them. There's the champion, the collector, the grandmaster um, was an ego one? And this is this is two. Oh, no, ego is not one. No, ego is no. not one of them. No. No. But the re- the reason I ask is the whole and the runner. Oh, there was the gar- the gardener. <laughs> yeah, the gardener and the runner. runner. Yeah, that's a- and my understanding of them is the chef, they the- they keep onto this singular 
focus to help keep them yep. living. Yeah, the collector collects people. The, the, the grandmaster is the game master. So I wonder if right, his is, games were starting to get stale, and that's why be, yeah. he's losing his mind. And I know I'm kind of like doing the whole, well, if you look at Parsecs and the Kessel Run, like I know I'm kind of like trying <laughs> yeah, to explain it, yeah, yeah. but I'm wondering no, if that, that might be that why. a lot right there. That just helped me a lot because I was just like, <laughs> ah, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> it was very difficult. Oh, he was doing very much. It, like, if he had shown up in a Red Rider um, cowboy outfit, I would not have been surprised. <laughs> his costume was great. But yes. Not, he, for not being blue with white hair, yes. his costume was yes. great. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even mind a little hint of makeup on his face with the little blue thing. But uh, the colors on his, on, his, on his robe and all that. Yeah, that was good. The, cost, the colors of the character. I mean, part of the thing is you can't be... Slavish to the source material. Marvel's not doing that anymore because it's not it's not the same. And to try to make it exactly like the comic books, well, go read the comic books, mm-hmm. right? So well, I don't necessarily mind because a lot of characters won't translate. Yeah, I mean, you hate to say it, but a lot of characters won't translate. Visually speaking, as exact. Yeah. Or in that, or they in put Celestials in the Guardians of the Galaxy. They did. Giant dudes. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think a lot of... And talking about Kirby design, that was all over the place. The oh, yeah. And the yep. circles. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole Grandmaster area looked like it was something right out of well, Kirby. the director even has admitted in... Has even said it in interviews and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, I put Kirby influence all over the movie. Yeah, yeah. But the other, speaking of which, so Steppenwolf in Justice League is also speaking of Kirby, <laughs> is is a Kirby creation. Um, one of the new gods. I found him a little disappointing. Totally. I am not as familiar with the character in the comic book. I'll be honest. He's not. Um, much. He is, no, yeah. He is, he is the. Is he of, the guy that like just shows up and kicks ass? And he's, takes the, names he's, he's in charge of. Um, he's always of been Dark a secondary Sides. character. He's in, at he's best. in charge of Darkseid's armies. Darkseid says, "Take over this planet." Steppenwolf shows up. Everybody's behind him. So I, I'm not. How does he look compared to his comic book counterpart? Oh, I don't like him at all. No, really? Yeah. Yeah. And now, did, does that feel like it was a missed opportunity there? Uh, is his design this comic back, book more? This goes back to trans- translating characters to, to movies. I think if he was if he was translated to a movie, he would be a little goofier. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, is he the one that uh, Michael Dorn voiced in? Um, I think so. The, no, the, no, the, Michael Dorn did Calabac, his son. Oh, okay, Calabac. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. There's really nothing very exciting about the way he looks. It'd be like putting Granny Goodness in a movie. I mean, <laughs> oh man, oh that would be a hey, Granny Goodness is a bigger badass than he is. <laughs> yeah, she's. I'm familiar with her a little bit. Again, like my, my my exposure to a lot of that is mostly through like the Justice League cartoons yeah, and right, that kind right, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't read a lot of the new. Yeah, I was just saying that was Ed Asner. Yeah, the voice of Granny Goodness. Oh, she was in the cartoons. Yeah, I. So to me, Steppenwolf just. Let, let's take a step back. So, movie-wise, Justice League is about as basic, basic of his plot as you can get, right? Oh, yeah. Steppenwolf shows up to get the MacGuffins to finish the thing that he needs to, to do because he was stopped before. Right. right. Yep. Because, uh, honestly, the mother box, it's, every time they talk about it, it's like, it's the thing that does the thing that we need it to do. The mother. I don't know. There was no... 
It, like, it, what, just, what does it do? Uh, it, it brings the unity, which you know turns the planet into purple CG snakes. Right. Oh, which what? I don't understand why they call it the unity and not the Trinity. If there was three of them, yeah. well, well, because, because they, they come mer- together, merged to one. Like yeah, no, but the Trinity is in in comics. They have Superman, Batman, and right. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, Trinity. Yeah, okay, so it's there's DC's a missed Trinity, opportunity so. there. Oh. Like yeah, like a little, just a little. And nod that's, to that. that's the other thing. Again, I'm not a huge, huge DC reader. So did were there a lot of like little hints and drops in? Uh, the Justice League movie? Kind of. There, was there like, were some. There was a lot of stuff. Like, was the Green Lantern anybody of significance? I felt uh, like I no, should have recognized I it. I didn't see that part because I took a little nap. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. right, right well, there, there, there's your statement of that movie. <laughs> when they explain who Steppenwolf is, then they show you that one of the Green Lanterns was over there and he's. Yeah, he's because. Oh, that was the, that was the, the Lord of the Rings scene where, yeah. where Steppenwolf and his army invaded. I think it's saw Sauron. And, uh, <laughs> and the armies of Atlantis, the Amazons, and the armies of Man all got together to fight Steppenwolf. Yeah. And, and but there was a Green Lantern there. There was. Which yeah, was cool. It wasn't a very long scene, I was told. No. Was, no. Oh, but. Two seconds. I'm like, how did I miss that? <laughs> but. You, you probably closed your eyes for All I can I, say. Because well, Flash came on, and I was like, oh, Flash. Yeah. <laughs> See. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, the Flash was. Okay. Comparing the movies, and I know we might be jumping ahead a little bit, but to me, it's fine. Go the for whole it. Marvel versus DC thing is DC to me seems like they're taking themselves very seriously, and they right. they're really like, "Ooh, we can't unbutton the too top serious. button there." Right, it's, too serious. And, and then because to me, Flash was probably the funniest thing about that movie. His reactions to everything. I think he was supposed to be, but. <laughs> And some of it fell flat, like when he landed on top of Wonder Woman. They they didn't <laughs> oh, yeah. they didn't commit to the joke. They cut yeah, away yeah. from it too quick because it's like, oh yeah, that's funny. It, what, uh, yeah, okay. right. And then they cut away from it. And it's like, well, no. The reason people love going to Marvel and they throw all this money at it is because you go and you have a fun time. They can be serious as hell, but I think they can be because they've earned it. They, they they're like, you know what? We can have a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, right? And we can have. You know something that's very serious, or, or you know, like our, our uh, the Netflix stuff, right? Right? Yep. Like you know, Jessica Jones is as dark as anything that you're going to watch right. on yeah, screen yeah. with with the Justice League. But where's where's the joy for the DC movies? Wonder Woman, thankfully, finally brought most of it there. You I know, think you that's always been their problem, and, yeah. and they're engaging, and they're not afraid to be heroes. And her costume was actually close to being bright. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, it was still somewhat muted with the reds. And right. Yeah. But still, it looked. She looked kind of like Wonder Woman, and you got the sense. And to go to the adaption piece, mm-hmm. they you you don't necessarily want a hundred percent pure to the character, but it, they have to be recognizable, mm-hmm. right? And and I think that's part of my problem with Justice League is every time I see Batman pull out a gat. And start shooting at people. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. a strong yeah. cognitive dissonance. Right. Granted, has Batman used guns in the comics before? Yeah, you go back to his very early right. appearances. But, but that's but not. But he's changed since then. Well, exactly, yeah. and he's evolved, and and so I think guy. to me he's <laughs> not that he's not yeah. my Batman, yeah. and so that can be difficult. Like my yeah. biggest cognitive dissonance with a character, and the one that gets me the most angry is Optimus Prime. Yeah. From the new the new movies yeah. after the first one because yeah. like it, 
the Revenge of the Fallen or whatever the like he's talking about like wanting to murder human beings. Right, and yeah. I'm like, you can't put Peter Cullen in there and have him talk about life is or freedom is the right of all sentient beings and then want to blow away people. Like and my wife argues, she's like, well, but you know, he's being pushed to it because the humans are hunting his people down. And I'm like, I get it. Like internally to the movies, he is a consistent character and I get it. But you're leaning so heavily on that source material that I'm having a hard time separating right. it. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. It is about as far away as you can get from, like, Spider-Man, except he got bit by a radioactive spider. With power, great power comes great responsibility. And he happens to be a teenager in school who's working with S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, on paper, that shouldn't work, but they're staying true to the what the kind of the core of the character is and he's recognizable right. as being that. And so you can have like goofball, uh, you know, Danny Rand. It, okay. Danny Rand's not quite <laughs> the super dude, but you can, you can let that slide because, yeah. okay, this is a different version and Danny and Rand con- is very, right. but it's not Toby Maguire. Very Zen. house rules does not belong in Spider-Man tights. So. I, I feel that, I feel that, Tobey Maguire did really good in the first two movies. I feel that the third movie really hurt. Yeah. yeah, is he a little old to be playing a high school character? And you know, is it flawed? Yeah, I think the problem is is we we've come so far from that movie that you then go back and take a look, and it's like, but then it's like. I remember when I first saw the first yeah, Spider Man. Like, I loved it. Oh yeah. crap! You know, well the second the second Spider Man. Everyone knows the second. Still holds up as one of my favorite superhero yeah. mm-hmm. movies. Um, and they did a fantastic do- job on, like, Doc Ock and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but they so, they got Macy Gray in there. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen, the shameless plugs and, and, uh, and things in movies <laughs> just come out. Yeah. We, we always date movies by that. Yeah, that that's, that's definitely a challenge. But to me... But other than that, they did good. I mean, I think the movies were overall were pretty good, but yeah, I think I think the problem for DC has always been linearity. You started out with you know with uh, Tim Burton taking over the Batman series, and the mm-hmm. problem is you got a, the Dark Knight who's always brooding and sitting in his cave and <laughs> you know eating his you know. I, I think I think that I think the ultimate. And and having fun was Lego Movie taking over Batman. That, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. I mean, it, it it actually kind of shows the the problem that I think DC has. They they're always been too serious and always like, oh, oh, oh. and then you've got you know Superman who's got daddy issues and you Emo know Superman, yeah. not just, you know coming for coming for the planet and and they just they've never had a good linearity and I think that started to happen with Marvel, but then the Marvel universe kind of came together and kind of focused it. Right. And now it's narrowed. Now that now that Sony doesn't have the rights to Spider Man anymore, or you know, all shared rights, yeah, shared, shared. shared rights, and then Fox is playing well with 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 the X Men. So you're starting to kind of see that kind of come around. I think Marvel is just much better focused than DC, and DC just still hasn't found its identity. Marvel's I, Marvel's yeah. a really, 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 really solid game plan from day one. Yeah. Once they yeah, decide right. they want to go down this road, yep. They planned out the characters. They planned out. The, they were like, "All right, we'll tease." I don't know if they were. They knew they were getting the Infinity Gauntlet, but they once they teased Thanos, yeah. that's that that focused them towards all that mm-hmm. stuff. Well, I, I th- and I think you see Stan Lee, who's you know obviously not getting any younger. 
Yeah. But Stanley has taken and kind of focused their energies in that direction and kind of got it away from the Avi Arad, you know, Spider-Man, you know, ultimate thing. Mm. And even brought in, 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 I mean, look at, look at what Marvel's done. You take obscure characters, or not obscure characters, but sidebar characters like Thor. Or Iron um, Man. Or Let's Iron Man. Yeah. Right. Uh, Iron Man was, was, a, was a B-level yeah. hero. Yeah, right, exactly. before the movie came out, yeah. and then he shot back. I mean, Ant-Man has his own movie, and it did damn well. So right, he, and it's a good movie. Oh, at best, yeah. So you're starting to see... I had no hope for Ant-Man. Mm. But you're starting to see like all these weird like little characters all of a sudden start to come together, and make it, like, one hell of a universe. And I, I tell you the truth, the, I, I liked Justice League. The problem I had with Justice League was that it was the Avengers with Batman and Superman. I mean, mm. it, it, I mean, it really was. Like, there was one scene where they're all sitting there and, you know, they're like, oh, we've defeated, you know, the guy who started out with promise and then just turned into an absolute wuss. <laughs> you know, when Superman shows <laughs> yeah. up. And Steppenwolf. And all of a sudden, you just see this pantheon of characters. And, you know, like, listen, I, I mean, my, my interpretation of the Justice League has always been, you know, like, this, like the 70s and 80s cartoon, you know, Wonder League. You, know, <laughs> you, know, you ever see Justice League Unlimited or Justice League, the, the, the 90s cartoon? Oh, my yeah, God. I've seen, I've seen, like, limited pieces of it. But okay, so if you, if you do watch it, first of all, it's the best piece of animated uh, DC work I've ever seen. If they had just kind of followed that for this movie, just to even build up to it, it would have been better because the, the forming of the team in the animated series, um, the, the 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 hopefulness and uh, the, the camaraderie and all yeah. that stuff that is goes on in the cartoon is really 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 good and very tight. But in the movie, Batman wants to kill Superman. That the movie's over. Superman dies, and then they move into Justice League. Batman all of a sudden thinks that Superman is the only binding hope in the entire DC universe. <laughs> right, yeah. And yeah. you're like, what? Well, I'll, I'll be honest. To me, that kind of made sense. Only because he's like, oh, crap. Now that he's gone, yeah. and I see the absence of what has happened, and I think they tried to do a good job of establishing that with all of the opening shots, the, the, the opening shots of Superman flags and everything else. Yeah. Um, 90s flashback, anybody? Mm. With the black uh, yeah. Superman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that he wasn't around long enough for that to even be... Uh, well, well not not only that, but I don't feel like he was that hope for the world. Yeah, he shows up in Man of Steel, takes down Zod. It wasn't earned. Destroys a crap load. Right, yeah, it wasn't earned. And, and right. that's the thing. And if, if, you were, if you were comparing Avengers to Justice League, which comparing Thor to Avengers makes sense because they're both recent movies are topical and top of mind. But honestly, the real comparison would be Justice League to Avengers, Avengers right? right? Both team-based movies. Okay, Avengers is the culmination of, what, five movies? Right, and not even, right. not, that, even not even a little bit forced. Everything in that movie made sense. Right. Exactly, because it's an extension of the characters that you got a chance to know that still somehow worked as an independent movie. It all still works in, internally within itself, and to have seen the previous movies, it helped. But it wasn't required reading. And right. and if you had been following along, these are characters that you know and that you love, except for the Hulk, because of the switch of the character. Right. But they were able to get this kind of like you know romance actor to go into the role and do a good job. Yeah, right? Mark, Mark Ruffalo did do one. Oh, he sold one, it well. One Hulk movie, though. 
Oh no, it was no, no, it was no, no, it was yeah, 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 but the the Incredible Hulk movie that they did where he fought Abomination is considered canon, even though it's a whole different actor. Yeah, but it the thing is, you've had how many movies to build it up? You get to know the characters, and then with Batman v Superman. I mean, ultimately, to me, what it comes down to is DC is tone deaf to its own material. Man of Steel, right? So we go back, and, and that that's kind of your kickoff to the new DC movies, right? And so this symbol stands for hope, and that's what they're banging in your head the whole movie. So um, as a storyteller, that's what your theme is, is hope. Hope, to me, is not snapping some bastard's neck. Right. Because you have no choice. Right. Superman, if he's representative of hope, should have found a way. They didn't well, need they, to destroy the Phantom Zone generator. Right. Like, that, to me, that's just, it's poor storytelling. And the thing is, is Zack I mean, Snyder's made one or two good films, right. but he, he gets too involved in his toys, and he wants to tell this whole thing, but like, no, Superman's not hope. He's, he's a guy who can barely control his own powers. Right. To your point. And so when he comes back, you know, they're they're leaning on the comic book Superman who had 60 years before they killed him off? Or, right. or, or no, um, 30 to even, 90. Even but, if they had just... I, people may make fun of me for loving the original Christopher Reeve movies I so much. <laughs> hey, you make fun of fly. I love those movies so much. No, they're but, great movies. But even if they had just... Ever, yeah. like, the first you, you look at the first Superman movie, I mean, he saved a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, and, right. And sure, he went back in time and reversed crap. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he saved a lot of people. Right, yeah. A lot of people... A you lot can still love people. a movie if it's flawed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of awe, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hope in that movie, too. And, that, and Christopher Reeve did a good job really right. showing that. Um, but with the, the Man of Steel, everything's muted. He's angry. He's just kind of starting out. You can see at the end when he has to kill Zod, he struggles with having to do it. But still, for a superhero who just showed up, just shows himself to the world. Right. Look at me, I'm way more powerful than anything you've ever seen. Be afraid. We're going to destroy your buildings. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. and let's let's be honest. To me, that leads into Batman v Superman right. pretty makes, well. And it makes sense. Batman's Batman, like, holy crap. Right. right. You know, the, yeah. here's a guy who I beamed through my building, right. killing people I care about. And people are revering him as a god. Like, no, he, th- right. this is a problem that needs to be taken out. The problem is, how do you go from there? Right. And then right. Martha, who's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us didn't sign on to this jumping on franchise to see uh, see them build another Watchmen universe. We didn't want <laughs> bad things to happen. We wanted good things to happen. Right. And that's the thing. I, it, Which Wonder Woman saved? Wonder Woman saved all of it. Nolan did a good job with his trilogy. Yeah. But it is. That toy box by itself, and you have the same person, him and Zack Snyder coming together, and it's like we're going to take this dark and serious, and and it's okay. We've we've seen that. Where's the hope? Where's the hope? You're well, super well, like. Let's see. I it. thought you started to see it in Justice League. You started. You to, did. You started to see Is that the first of, time we saw Superman smile. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. 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 But the, the thing is, I don't feel like. Again, I don't feel like it was earned because 
like in Man of Steel, he was just so depressing. In <laughs> <laughs> Batman versus Superman, it was like, ah, oh, I could kill come you. On. Well, he's like, he's like a, he's like a moody teenager. Jesus, you gonna go find my dad? I mean, yeah, exactly. I get what they, I get what they were trying to go for. I just don't feel like it succeeded. Right. And, and granted, this movie's repairing some of that damage. Right. Although, and what Justice League, the fact that they're a team now, so it's gonna chill out Batman a ton. Wonder Woman's going to help because Wonder right. Woman's just the hope that should have been there from day one. <laughs> right? They're going to bring Superman up to where he hopefully needs to be for the hope level. Flash is going to be so goofy that there's no way you can not, you know, yeah. chill out next to him. Yeah. And Cyberpunk, uh, no one, no one even brought up yet, who I think was probably the best character in the movie yeah. until, he took his, until he took his damn hoodie off. Right, yeah. The CG <laughs> body was terrible. But when he was wearing his hoodie, I mean, I thought... But it's, it's the really best bad. iteration of Cyborg outside of the Teen Titans cartoon that yeah. I've seen. Yes. However, I don't feel like they went... F- um, I don't feel like he was enough of a part of the movie, really. Well, well he didn't they, have they enough up, time to... They upped, his, they upped his input in the movie, too. Like I know. When Joss Whedon came in, he was like, we need to put more Cyborg. But to me, he felt more like a tool for the movie than yeah. an actual character. Yeah. He was a MacGuffin, too. Yeah. Because he's yeah. the thing they could talk to. It, with that said, the actor did a great job. He did, right? yeah. He, he, I, I felt his his anguish. And again, yep. you know, you can't be a superhero without having, like, dead parents or whatever. Uh, you know, ennui. Ennui. Okay. But, like, I get it. Like, I could get that. You know, dude, I blew up, and you thought slapping alien tech to me was going to be the way to fix it? Like, you know what? Thanks, Dad. I get that anger. Like that. That. Oh, I totally. To me. Yeah, I totally. But I, feel, I just. I don't feel like. like I don't feel like they stuck with it. But I want to see his movie. They, yeah. they're, they're, right. Yeah. That's the thing. They're they're rushing to keep the movie in time. Right. You don't want to see his movie. It, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I, I I don't know character. His, I know. His, I know his origin. It's right. not a movie. It's not yeah, I don't know if he can hold his own don't do movie. Origin movie. That, that's the. I think we've think, seen enough friggin' origin. Movies. Exactly. I think yeah. this is good enough to kind of get him into the picture because I think he's he's a great like yeah he's a great add on character yeah he, he's definitely not a structure but he's he's a support so he's a good support cast member kind of brings him in kind of adds him into the into the flavor but I think this I, I think this movie was good enough to kind of start introducing these characters. And they're using the formula. I, I, what I was happy to see, like from a movie standpoint, listen, you know, Marvel Universe, DC Universe, whatever you want to call DC Universe, because that's uh, that's too many acronyms. But <laughs> DC, but, listen, between 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 Marvel and DC, Marvel has the formula that has started to introduce characters, and you can't stay true to the comic books without. Offending somebody. So you're going to have purists. And, and the problem was, right. was with comic books was that depending on what generation you are or what particular interest you had, like I was always an X-Man, but I was a yellow suit X-Man. And, you know, but, you know, and when you start to get to the, like the more modern version, so Beast and Cl- yeah. Cyclops and, Cyclops and, and, yeah. and those guys, right. but, Man. but the problem is, okay. is that you Snow can't always <laughs> just, tra- you can't just translate that into a movie universe and say, well, you got to stick with just this. Like, okay. A prime example, the Asimov twins. Okay. Which one's Quicksilver? Now, listen. I understand they they were trying to like you know introduce them into the you know into the you know 
MCU, perfect. All right? I, I, I'm not going to go against the man who created the universe himself, which is Stan Lee. But I don't like little Russian kids being Quicksilver. All right? I like the one that you find in the Fox movies. Mm. You know, because I enjoy that version of it much more because I think he's much more funny. I think he's right, got a yeah. lot more to add in. But, so, I mean, there's going to be toes that are going to be stepped on no matter what. But Marvel has got the formula, and they're starting to formulate it, and they're making it work, and it's a juggernaut right now. Not to go off on the end. I'm the juggernaut. <laughs> but, but the problem is, is that DC has been so scatterbrained, and you had to take the two biggest main characters, Spider, uh, Superman and Batman, and find some way to straighten out their linearity problems from so many different movies, like the Christopher Reeve version to Brandon Ruth, who came in for one, which who the hell knows, it's a one-off. Yeah. Superman sucks. But now you're now you're on to the... To which the, is sad, because I love Brandon Ruth. Yeah. He's such a good actor. I, I, yeah. I know, but at the same time, now you add in Henry Cavill. All right, so you add Harry this Chessman. guy. You add this guy in. <laughs> the mustache. Right? Which I like him as Superman. Maybe not as much as Christopher Reeve, because I dig the I'm with you. I, I'm sorry. I love the old 70s Christopher yeah. Reeve. Right, that's yeah. what I want. Uh, yeah. And he looks like 70s. Yeah, he, he com- looks com- like comic book Superman. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. then he looks like his uncle who played the original Superman. Uh, so, yeah. you know. So, I mean, I do enjoy that. Like, they they had to straighten out the linearity. Now that they've kind of got it, which, okay, listen, I, I, I've got to put it out there. I hate, 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 <laughs> hate. And I'm glad they kicked him out of the MCU, but now he's over at the DCU. <laughs> I hate Ben Affleck. Okay, <laughs> listen, I would, I, if I had Jedi powers, you know, to get off on another sci-fi I would throat punch him in a heartbeat. But the one thing I am kind of glad with is that they are kind of showing Batman at an age where he's kind of saying, right, yeah. I want to kind of back out a little bit. Dark Knight style. Yeah. I want right, to, yeah. you know, I'm getting old. I'm a guy. I don't have superpowers. I'm just a millionaire. I thought that was a good part of that. The yeah. movie is. You know, it's like, ugh, I'm beat the crap. Yeah, like, yeah. Sucks. So, yeah, I like that. That so, was good. So I think DC is finally starting to, they took the Marvel formula, they're introducing the characters that they need to go, and they're starting to put them into kind of a collective, a streamlined product that now going forward, and they added in the humor, finally in this movie. Finally sort of. Sort of, yeah. I, I do agree. They, like, Flash was funny, but they didn't, they didn't let the joke happen. Like, they forced still, it. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel the humor was there, but it was still forced. Like, yeah, Superman, I feel it was very when forced. Su- when Superman and, and Cyborg were, were fighting with the small... were trying to separate the mother boxes. Warning! 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 Well, uh, we had a little computer glitch there, so we lost some of our recording. But... We're going to continue on anyway, because that's what Superman would want us to do. It's hope. We hope this podcast works. <laughs> all right, so... What, what, all right, so... Let's, let's... One thing I wanted to talk about is... Do you think Thor had too much comedy in it? I know you did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, 
I saw this movie. What's this that with me? Because I really get to get this off my chest. <laughs> All right. So I really, really, really had a lot of hope in this movie because, as I, I don't know if, I, if it was recorded earlier, I think I think Hella had so much potential in this movie, and I was like, she looks great. And it, it's it's Ragnarok, and we're going to see Surtur, and we're going to see all that stuff. This is Thor. This is this is Walter Simonson's story. This is going to be great. And I get there, and it's comedy, and it's comedy, and it's comedy, and I'm not getting anything I want. <laughs> and it won't stop. And uh, if if I if they had really kind of made us know ahead of time, this is really just going to be comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I'll probably want to be so shocked. I felt like the previews kind of hinted. This is, this is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but... Right? Yeah. And so when it but went on the, the comedy Galaxy trip... was 100% a comedy. True, true. But I felt like when they did the previews the way that they did, they're like, we're shifting a little bit of where Thor's going. We're making it into that kind of cosmic Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting it to be pretty... Uh, pretty jokey, and the the trailers kind of did that too with the whole yeah. When they showed a Thor yes! fight, with, yeah, with that, <laughs> you know, and, that that was funny. It was good and all that, but I really, in my mind, you could have comedy bits and serious action drama at the same time, and they do it all the time in Hollywood, and it's a good balance. But this I thought wasn't wasn't the balance. I mean, Marvel's got great superhero movies in, in the Captain America and Avengers series, and to me, they're just they're throwing away Thor. I mean, they're looking at Thor and saying, just make it comedy. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we're going to throw stuff against the wall and we'll stick with yeah, it. Yeah, my, un- my understanding is Thor's not as strong a performer He's in the cool. box office as yeah, some of the I other would, movies. Would, and they might be tinkering with the formula to shift with They have to. Because I, I could be talking made, out my nose on that. No, it's well, true. This movie made so much money compared to the other movies. Then, but the other question is, is this going to be the last Thor? No, it or should be. Will um, it well, should be. But Hemsworth be. has said that he's looking to get away from it. They've been. <laughs> I mean, well, he just yeah. the regiment of kind of keeping that bulk has been. Sure. Well, so, did, so did Hugh Jackman like thirty Wolverine movies ago. But well, well yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but Hemsworth, you know, Logan might be the last one. Yeah, well, I think it. Harry said he might come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. did, but.
swinging his hammer around with Punisher, for example. But right, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is there are room for other movies, but again, because they've kind of set up that thing. I yes, I feel like Ragnarok was playing a little bit more on the funny than it necessarily had to. It was an hysterical comedy. I just wanted it to be more than that. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, now, is that somewhat your expectation because of the Simonsons, you know, probably the definitive, some of the best comics ever written? Yes. So can, can it ever hit that? Can it ever hit that and, bar? And even though, even though I, don't, uh, I don't think uh, World War Hulk was the same level as, as, as that particular storyline, they, they put it into Ragnarok. And you take characters like Korg and Meek, who are not the core to make we get in this movie. Actually, it was Planet Hulk. World War Hulk was what came after Planet Hulk. Thank you for the correction. Aaron, Aaron. I, can't, I, can't believe, I can't believe I had to correct the comic book guy on that. <laughs> but but I, do, I do follow where you're saying with that. And again, I didn't read uh, Planet Hulk, right. so oh, I'm not familiar with the characters. Right. Uh, so to me, again, I don't have that kernel of what... Kind just, of the core of the character is so. Thing. Just imagine the Hulk is in charge of the biggest badass group of gladiators. They turned Korg into comic relief, right? Which was and he was super funny. He was, yes. But, <laughs> but that's not. But I think it's it's Korg, it, that's not what he is in the comic, and yeah. yeah. But you only have so much time to to describe it. The, the way I like yeah. to see Thor, this movie in particular in the MCU was was very much the tie-in. It, it, you had to have this movie. And you couldn't go without it because it explains a lot of the things with Thanos. Mm. And, you know, while while you've got a lot more kind of in-depth with, like, the Infinity Stones in Guardians of the Galaxy, which is why I get another obscure kind of comic, you know, segment of the Marvel Universe Mm -hmm. all of a sudden comes to life, and here you got... But I think the one thing that Guardians did was introduced the R rating and a lot of comedy. And it's people... Not, there's no R rating there. Well, I, thought the, I thought the first one was. Because no, it had a lot of swear. No. Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. That was Deadpool. They danced in line. Yeah, that was Deadpool. Deadpool, Deadpool should have had a triple X. But <laughs> but uh, the, the the thing was is that it, it borderlined, the, the original Guardians borderlined towards an R rated movie. I think they toned it down a little bit so that it made it the PG-13 flick. But... At the same time, Guardians proved one thing. You, you, you can add in the comedy factor and it draws a lot more people because a lot of people all sure. of a sudden started to really come into it. So this movie, you needed it. it. You had to have it because it sets up the Infinity War. Right. And sets up why Thor only has one eye. <laughs> and yeah. also a kind of coming to age kind of thing. You know, because while I think it's... I think the humor's there. I think you start to see him start to mature, but I think he's laughing at the situations that he finds himself in. I mean, first of all, he shows up, Some his sister, who he doesn't really know all that much about, destroys his hammer. Well, he literally knows nothing about it. Nothing about, about, yeah, yeah. Nothing about <laughs> his sister. And that might be what's partially what what is, quote, wrong with Thor. Yeah. It's a great, fun movie, but... How how did you feel when um, Suter finally destroyed Asgard? Uh, there was no emotional was, resonance, right, yeah. even though like this is this dude's home. The and biggest everything thing that right, was, yeah. Like, yeah, but it was necessary because you saw it towards, oh, absolutely. towards the end. You well, saw it as like he sees it. Of course, he doesn't want to lose his home, right? But you know, he kind of also takes to the fact that you know what? Guess what? 
you know, home is where you home is where you hang right. your hat. Hopefully, and hopefully he's going to become more of a, more of a leader yeah. with, the, with the Asgardians. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing for the Marvel Universe, the biggest things that happened were Thor potentially could have lost his eye. Spoiler, sorry. Thor <laughs> potentially could have lost his eye permanently in the de- in the Marvel Universe. Is that going to happen? Probably not. But let's just say it does. Right. That's not that huge of a deal. But if they take the next step and they lop his arm off, which he has lost his arm in a comic, that's a big deal, right? Right. And so they do that. They destroy the Asgard. Odin's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, they, 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 killed, they destroyed the Warriors 3. A lot of people are like, who? Were they on the screen for like a second? Yes. Yes. They were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the way they handled that. But, I mean, there was a lot but, of, a lot of like... Pretty intense things that happened in this movie that got buried under all that comedy. I, I agree. They they leaned a little bit too heavily on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, got it didn't. In the seats. It didn't bother me as it, much. True, but, yeah. but I can I can definitely understand that. But that goes to well, I didn't feel that bad when the world blew up because yeah. that there wasn't enough time for that to 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 mature. But. If it's the gloom fest of DC versus the, yeah, no, the right. laughing in a Marvel, right. it doesn't need to be a gloom fest. You know, but it there, there was a balance that could. Have well, been here's there. here's the thing: Did, are these two movies like complete polar opposites? And, yeah. and should they maybe have met? Like, should they maybe both? Would they both benefit from being more towards the center? Uh, I think so. Between the uh, Ragnarok and Justice League? Yeah. yeah. Justice League a little bit funnier and yeah. Thor a little bit more serious. Right, yeah. I, I think, yes, because then Thor's sacrifice means more right. if you're not yucking it up, right. which is, a lot of it what, is what it did. Um, and, and there's not a lot of, like, there, there's not a lot of straight man characters mm-hmm. in the movie except for maybe Valkyrie, but... They play her a little funny because she's a drunk, right? And so, yeah. Like, I don't, like there wasn't a, a serious character except for maybe Hell, right? Yeah. Like she was, she was yeah, pretty, yeah. you know. She, she but she's she's your she antagonist. But the, you know what was funny though? Thor was actually more of a cut up than than Loki was in this movie. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, in, in, a a lot of ways. in a lot of ways, Loki was more of the mature. I mean, you know, as far as comedy wise, but at the same time, you know what? If you look at it from a pure standpoint, if you if you, like like I never read a whole lot of the Thor comics because I I was never really all that into the Thor comics. Mm. Not a lot of people read Thor. Yeah. yeah. So so the the one problem I had was context as far as like I, I had to go back and and you know research a little bit after the first Thor movie going and Jesus man they're just taking this obscure kind of DC character I mean um, Marvel character that I rarely saw other than say you know on the comics. I mean, you know, on the on the on the animated series that they had years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So, you know, and he was the one with the with the helmet and kind of, you know, oh, I'm Thor. Hey, mighty, mighty Thor. And I was <laughs> like, that's, okay, that's a good like, impression, by the way. You, you know, and I was like, I was like, okay, you know, why are they making a movie about this dude? But the thing is, is that for me, like I, I've read other comics. You know, I'm, I'm not overly like intelligent on the whole comics thing but at the same time i've read enough to to get by but the movies these movies are kind of what has brought me into kind of seeing the backstory and ultimately that's what they're playing to they're, they're not playing to the purists they 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 understand and kind of what i was talking about earlier is that the purists 
are going to look at it and go, well, that's wrong because these guys weren't there. Right, what about yeah. these guys? And, you know. Okay, um, no, no. I can erase my list. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, well, hold on. Well, I'll finish up my point real quick. But it got asses in the seat. And what it did was it, it, it did its job by tying in, made it funny, got people to come and see it so they can set up for Infinity War. And ultimately, I think that's what they intended to do. And I think they saw it with Guardians, and they just replicated it, put it into Thor. I understand it takes a little bit of the seriousness, the sacrifices that Thor made, but at the same time, you know, I think, it, I, I think they sold their soul. So basically, my response to this is that Iron Man was Marvel's was Marvel's attempt to start the Soul Cinematic Universe, yep. and they were pretty darn true to the comic. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then everything going forward, they made sure people uh, people were coming to the theaters, people were paying to see these characters because we're staying true to the comic as much as we can. We're trying to keep all the CG really good, and we have a we have we have a focus on where we want that storyline. So the other Iron Man, you know, well, they tried to do the whole drunk Iron Man thing and kind of kind of failed. They didn't but, commit to it, right? They didn't commit no. to that. But then they got their they got their Captain America in, yep. and what, what, what came to see was Iron Man first, right? And then what was the next one that came out? Uh, right, Thor. Thor came out yeah. that. It, and that well, that was pretty true to comic, yeah. As far as it was interpreted, at that time. yeah, so, yeah, it felt. Pretty close, right? And then, I, and then, and then, I, and then Captain America came out, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And, and that was they, excellent, right? And right, that was, and that was great. And then they led into yeah. Avengers after that. And so, basically, everything everything was was them trying to stay true to the comic. And then, basically, um, it gets to a point now where they uh, they're kind of drifting away from that. I think that. Um, oh, I'm getting distressed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it gets to the point where they are making movies and they're 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 pulling away from the core material, which is fine. I think a, a, a director and a writer and a creator, if they see something and they decide they can make it better, and it, and it works, is a big deal. Um, but it's going to get to a point where Marvel is just going to say, or Disney, whoever's in charge, is going to say, okay, we have this great storyline um, that is going on in Darkhawk. Right? Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually used to like Dark Hawk, so. Right, we all used to like So they're, they're going to be like, they're like, there's a Dark Hawk story that was pretty successful. There never was. But <laughs> That's true. That was <laughs> That's sad, but uh, true. We're going to make a movie based on that, but we know no one ever read it, so do whatever you want. Make it a comedy, make it a romance, do whatever you want. Well, isn't that kind of what they did with Ant-Man in a way? Yeah. But the, Deadpool, and, even. Yeah, yeah, too, and it was great, but they're pulling more and more away from the source material, which is going to turn away some right comic moviegoers. It'll bring in more non-comic moviegoers. It'll be very successful for, for Disney. It'll bring in more people. Of but, course. but that's what. What did you say? Why? No, I was going to say, but oh, yeah, is that going to? Um, but it's going to get to a point where um, we're kind of back where we were in the eighties. Well, I think I think they they they're hitting. I can crop, see that. Right? Yeah. They're hitting that. They're hitting that split in the road. They they you either you either try to stick with the more traditional with the comics, but they've already made so many variations. They've already made so many deviations from the comics, or tried to find a middle ground. Maybe. I mean, hell, the comics themselves are the same thing. It's 
It's choose your own adventure, rebooted, you know. Now it's, oh, yeah. How many, yeah, 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 how many times have they been rebooted? I mean, let's go back to the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's where Do it started. And, but, but that, I mean, the thing about comics is it, it is kind of this kind of choose your own adventure mm-hmm. thing where they're just going to and add stuff in yeah. and, and they're going to reboot the character and, oh, well, you know, I, I don't like Spider-Man. You know, the Spider-Man I read didn't, you know, wasn't married, so we're going to go back in time and, you know, erase yeah, that one more day. Yeah, even, yeah. even, even you got, like, the Miles Morales Spider-Man. You got this Spider-Man. You got that Spider-Man. You got the Peter Parker. And, and that's, yeah, right. and, that, and that's something you can do, and it's great. Like, why don't we have a Miles Morales Spider-Man movie? There I should think, be. You know, there's no reason well, they're already talking about they, it. They, yeah. they can't, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so... I do agree with you. There's there's starting this kind of more of a divergence, right. but it's always it's always kind of been there, right? Uh, so where's that happy medium? And and that's right. the I think but, that's the billion dollar question. But right? I, I don't think they're going to go with a happy medium. I uh, you know from reading from reading some stuff about you know what like Stan Lee has put into it. You know he's he's no longer like overseeing it. He thinks it's 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 pretty much just on its way. It's going to do what it's going to do, but what I think a lot of people have already started to see is that they're just they're going on their own path. Let the comics do what the comics are going to do. Let the movies do what their movies are going to do, and they they're starting to hit that path. But it's also at the same time commercially successful. Mm-hmm. Right now, you've got to look at it from two points of of, of view. One, you can go back to a comic purist, and Dario's a perfect example of a comic purist. He, he, he probably has read just about every comic we're talking about and knows some obscure crap that we never even read, like, you know, Howard the Duck, you know. You know, and a great I mean, comic, you and, should read it. Exactly. So, you know, he knows. No comic. He there knows. Awesome. He knows, he knows the way. That the comics have gone, and he also knows all the variances in the comics. The, the you know the you know whether it was you know like Silver Surfer uh, Kirby and uh, what's his name uh, the other guy who did Silver Surfer and you know there's like the artist or the writer the, the, the Stanley wrote it no the 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 like the artist. Mobius one yeah the Mo yeah Mobius Mo, between mm-hmm. like Mobius and Kirby yeah. so you know you've got people who like one or the other, and that's in the comic book realm, and whether you know. Whether it stays linear or whether the, the, the paths just kind of went their own separate ways is, you know, a matter of taste. But the fact is, is that you've got others like me who, while I glance on the surface of a lot of comic books, the movies are more my medium. I enjoy the movies a lot more than kind of the, you know, going through the comic books. Sure. So when I'm looking at it through that perspective, you, you've got to see that the Marvel Universe is going on that path. They, but they also have to be commercially successful. Comic books, unfortunately, have always been 50-50. Mm-hmm. You've got really successful comic books, but even successful comic book writers and illustrators, you know, <laughs> you know, 20 years later, what was Kirby doing? He was, you know, bagging groceries at a, you know, grocery store. And, well, that's, you know, and that's more the corporate mind. model that, <laughs> but what, what and I'm how saying, they were treating him. Yeah. But, um, what I'm saying is that, you know, you can, you know, even really good people that are, you know, revered in, say, the comic book land are not so much commercially successful that they are looked upon as, you know, 
you're not, you might be successful in the comic books, but again, corporations are taking over. I mean, Disney owns probably what three, three of the biggest intellectual properties in Half the world today. <laughs> Including, you know, you know the Star Trek, the Star Trek model, Star Wars model, and and Marvel users. And let me tell you, I just went to the, I just went to Disney World in in May. They're starting to incorporate that stuff big time. Oh yeah, and they're pimping it like mad. It's it's. I've I've been reading more and more that they get to a point, and I, I hate to see this happen, but they get to a point where. They're probably not going to publish comics anymore. Uh, they're they're, they're, uh, they're going to publish the comics, but the, but they're not going to do it in house anymore. No. They'll 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 let they'll, right. they'll let somebody else do it. They'll license their characters off to somebody else, mm. and they'll they'll just focus on the on the on the media properties. Yeah, which just, I mean, as long as the stories are good, how how they decide to farm out that work is okay. Mm-hmm. I think you need the the periodics to. Maintain interest over time. I mean, look at look at Star Wars. The reason we got the prequels yeah, because is because the they started putting the books out, right. which kind of acted as that bridge. Yeah. You need to you need to well, you keep need, giving you people need, a taste. Right. You need well, you need the comics to, to you need the comics to, because the comics bring in new writers and the new writers come up with new ideas, and it's basically a test. I mean, you put out a story, and if it sells really well. It's probably a very good chance it'll be a pretty good movie, mm-hmm. and um, and those will be out what maybe two years before someone nabs it up for a movie, and then it'll take another two years for them to make the movie. Mm. So um, I mean, it just makes sense for them to still feed the comics to people. But yeah, but print face it, people buying comics nowadays are just us. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I mean, also, also, what do you mean by that? <laughs> I, mean, I, can, I can see it in my industry. You know where I work. You know, print is dying. And, and and comics, I think, like Dario was saying, t- comics are becoming an ancient art form that is passed down, you know, to, you know, old middle-aged geeks who show up at comic book stores and, you know. I resemble that remark. But, I mean, <laughs> think about it. This, this is an entire podcast. It is, yeah, that's a whole different subject. I mean, but if, if you think about it in, in the weird sort of way, like, for the past couple of years, vinyl has been making a comeback. Right. You know, but again, how long is that going to last? It's only going to last as long as it's cliche or it's niche or, you know, and then, you know, another year from now, you're going to find, you know, you know, dollar repressings of, you know, Led Zeppelin albums. Okay. That, that's fantastic. But you got to see where me, where the medium is going. And I think comics on paper, while is romantic to us, for the new generation, like my kids, like read a book. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, sorry, trying not to swear here, but they're like, "What the heck is a book?" You know, they're they're like, you know, I'd much mm-hmm. rather watch it on my pad. And it's also it's the the tension frame. You know, comics like good comics were like snippets, and it was like the whole book was written out, but. They only gave you little pieces, mm. and so every month you were down there. You were waiting with your with your you know buck twenty five to get the next pressing. You know you were you were getting twenty five. Those, those are the comics. days. And not to get too deep down this rabbit hole here, but I mean comics uh, were originally written as one offs or two offs. Yeah, right. You can finish a story in two issues. Right. One. Yeah. Right. Now they're right. Now they're written to be pressed into. Well, I'm saying press. Now they're written to be printed into. Uh, in the trades, so right? Yeah, 
six to twelve issues. Right. Right. To complete one storyline. And you're paying three ninety nine Four ninety nine is something you can finish in ten minutes, as opposed to back when Stan Lee was writing, and his writers were getting paid by the word. So you were sitting in front of a comic for like uh, two hours. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, but I mean, the kids' attention span nowadays. I mean, I just look at my kids, and they would like my my older son would much rather go to a movie, see it, mm. rather than read it, because you know, for him. That's his medium, but his also his attention span is is only as good as that two hour movie. So you know he's not going to sit there and read a comic for two hours. Whereas I would, when I was a kid, would have poured over it, or then go and grab my you know classic example from when I was younger. Serial novels started to really come out, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking like Lord of the Rings trilogies. I'm talking like you know. You know, Dungeons and Dragons books. You know, oh, R.A. Yeah, R. Yeah. Salvatore. Yeah, I love those. You know? Coming out and writing these little serial books, and then you wanted to see what you know. New York Times bestselling author already saw exactly, <laughs> but you wanted you wanted to see what was going on in the next book, so you waited, and then you went out, and you paid your four bucks, you got another book, and then you were done with it in a couple afternoons. You know that was more of our kind of mm. you know medium with with comics as well, because again, you know, I remember when I was a kid, one of the popular comic books was Nom. You know, remember, oh, yeah, remember that. I remember that. And, don't you mean the nun? Yeah, the nun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was cool because it was something that was, you know, for us, it was something that, like, all of our parents dealt with. So, you know, we got to read about, you know, the kind of crap that they, and then plus you had Platoon and all hey, sorts of other good I didn't go to Vietnam so you could talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I didn't go to Vietnam. <laughs> but, um, you know, so... I can understand why the Marvel Universe is really kind of going the way that they're going. And the DC Universe, which I think was sorely lacking, started to kind of bring it around with this. I can't really compare Thor to Justice League too much as far as equals. Well, that was the whole point of the punch. No, no, no. But one, <laughs> it, it is uh, an apples I'm to just oranges. It's an oranges because right. one was a tie-in movie that kind of gave a backstory. And also one was bright and happy. Yeah. Even though there was a destruction of Asgard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, there were brighter colors, a brighter palette. Right, right. 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 And Odin dying. And yeah, they're, they're, not afraid, getting smashed they're not afraid to embrace their source material. Right. And, right. And, and DC was very muted and dark. Although they yeah. brightened up Superman's colors. Yeah, they did. They came back. They're like, oh my God, it's crossing blue. And then you got the Flash. <laughs> and, and that movie. hairy chest. <laughs> and the Flash. Mm-hmm. The Flash added the comic. And uh, something no one's talked about Aquaman. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, I, no, no. There's a reason why no one talked about that. Oh. There's listen, a reason why no one talked about that. Listen, they should have leaned into um, uh, Batman Brave and the Bold Aquaman. They started to a little bit in the movie. Like, yeah. he started getting a little hardcore, and I'm like, I'm waiting for him to go, oh, gorgeous. Listen, well, they, they got, they got, they got, they I'll got call rid of this the time we defeated Steppenwolf. They got rid of the blonde hair, blue eyed little, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah, that orange, was orange laden aqua, aqua dude, and they, yeah. they, they put in, you know, you're talking about that, you're talking about Superman's hairy chest, and he's walking halfway in the water with his ocean going, ladies. The only problem I have with the Aquaman is they kind of broed him up a little too much. You know, he's like, I like the whole, like, my man. Well, I think, I think that has always been the problem with, like, Aquaman. Let's like, be honest, he hasn't had much of a, much of a personality. Love no, Aquaman. exactly. I love Aquaman, but you are one of the very few. Yeah, but was, well, think about it. Dude can survive no, no, no. in the Marianas Trench. Right? No, no problem with Aquaman. He can. He can yeah. talk to you know he, 
His domain covers two thirds of the earth. Yeah. He's a family man. I mean, granted, depending on who's writing him, he can get a little kind of wonky where, where it goes with that and, you know, neglecting his child or whatever. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like the but, bad boy. But, but, I mean, just generally speaking, he was he was a good character. Now, another boring white dude with blonde hair. Like, like yeah, change him up. Make him more, yeah. you know, kind of this beefy. Well, right, yeah. let's be honest. This guy, Namor. this guy looked a lot more like Namor. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. like yeah. DC's like <laughs> you know. Aquaman for me has always been what. Like I've never actually read a solo Aquaman book. I've always, I've always enjoyed him. Like he's one of the the team book players for me. Yeah, yeah. but you've read a solo Namor book. I have. Yeah, yeah of course you have. <laughs> you sold it to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and like he's one of the ones where like. I like him as part of a team, but I'm not. I'm not really interested in reading solo his solo stuff. The Adventures of Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> not that. Not that I, I dislike Aquaman. I, I think the new Fifty Two reboot of it got close to where I wanted to see Aquaman, which is deep in the you know deep in the depths of the mm. oh, ocean. Dealing with the Cthul- and all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah. Cthulhu. You know, basically. Oh, yeah. Like if the I was going to reboot. Um, If I was going to reboot Aquaman, and I said this before the New 52 with one of my friends, I said, like, you know, what I would do is basically the Earth's ecosystem is helping to trap the the great old ones. And because of the ecological damage, it's disrupting the ecosystem and stuff's starting to slip through the cracks. And Aquaman and the Atlanteans are kind of the... Forefront eco protectors. Yeah, like so you, it, it's topical. You, you get some Cthulhu dark kind of crazy crap going in there. You know, corrupting the oceans, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. suddenly you can't communicate to them. I'm like, that, that stuff writes itself. They got a little bit close to yeah, that, yeah. Um, but they didn't. They didn't commit. So you know, who knows what? Which can't be Captain Planet. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have like pretty awesome stuff, and, and I think I think they did a good job getting away from you know, you know, Chelsea the Pussycats, Aquaman to you talk to fish, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, to this kind of Aquaman, which actually I think I think helped out because I think the the Amazonians and the Atlanteans are a good segue. I think you know the DC the DC universe if it, if it has anything it's got a treasure trove of these awesome kind of you know good solid side stories that I think up until now has been kind of lacking. Now they did kind of a ham-handed job of kind of getting it all together and putting it in and again my hatred for Ben Affleck is <laughs> massive. There was no balance. There was no balance. So, you know anything that that Affleck has but what what really kind of I think this what I was happy to see with Justice League as opposed to you know the dawn of justice and other <laughs> movies of its ilk were that it kind of started to tie it together and they're starting to kind of bring it all in and they're starting to kind of give you glimpses into those big solid storylines and kind of draw them in and not just rely on Batman and not rely on Superman. You're starting to see that there's good, solid character development mm-hmm. that can be drawn in. And you know what? It might just be enough to in Marvel the same way. Because so we can I'm, get our standalone Hawk, Hawk well, no. movie. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying Hawkman? is... I'd yeah. go for that. Yeah. Especially if yeah. the Adam was in it. Yeah, you can Hawkman do it. Adam. 
I mean, there's probably lots of little stories that you can The only question is, which version do you go with? All of them. (laughs) But at the same time, the cool cool thing, like we were saying before, like, Cyborg doesn't really have a great standalone story. Right. But there's not a whole lot to kind of the backstory to fill. So guess what? In the DC Universe, that you can see that Marvel's kind of done it with what they've done, do the same thing with DC. Just start making crap up. I mean, they come just, on. They just or, up or, or just down down in the comics. And yeah, start, and start like amping it up. No, and, yeah. and start embellishing it and lot. start making a cool side story. And that could be your lead into what are what are the mother stones. So you say mother stones or mother boxes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you just, they just combined the, the, the mother boxes and the mother stone, the mother box, the infinity boxes. That was just a severe reaction. That's awesome. <laughs> but you know, you know, you, you can take those. The, the, that, that's how the Apollo <laughs> universe gets formed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 Now we're talking. But that's the cool. That's the cool thing is that you can with the movies you can start to embellish and and again you can make a whole cyborg movie or what happens if. You start making the Teen Titans go, you know? I mean, come on. You you can have... You've got other characters. Got well, them. we do have Slade Wilson now. Speaking yeah. of uh, yeah. stingers and yeah. man, he looked like... He looked great. He, he looked did. like he popped right off the yeah, page. I love that. Yeah. Especially with yeah, the gray was, beard. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Manu Bennett, like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a completely straight dude, but that guy is hot. <laughs> right? and, 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 and my wife my wife goes crazy over him. I go crazy over him. He's just a, a great actor. <laughs> and, and, and he's just, he's great on the screen in Arrow, right? Yeah. Um, and he was great was in Spartacus. Yeah, uh, Slade Wilson. He didn't play in Slade Wilson. He was a different actor. No, man, who better? The guy who, who was uh, Crixus in um, Spartacus is the same guy who plays Dead... Uh, um, right, because he's, he's talking yeah. about the show now. Yeah, the not TV the show. Movie. The TV okay. show, not the movie. Not the I don't movie. Know that, I, that was um, Joe Manganiello. Yeah. I'm not familiar with He yeah, was on True Blood. And he's a big D&D fan. Oh. Actually, yeah, he's really he's he's very, a, he's he's a really cool guy. To the, uh, to the Colombian chick from Modern Family. Speaking of which, which, uh, right. which stingers were better? Stingers? Yeah, the at the end of the movie, the little snippets oh, that you get. So you yeah, have the you have the classic uh, nothing, Superman. Nothing uh, was good. Uh, I'm thing. trying to remember the, the ones in Thor. The Thor ones were the, the Grandmaster coming out going, yeah. oh, "Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. Jeff Goldblum." <laughs> don't don't eat me. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, again, I love Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> well, that and the really big I, ship. So I felt like and, they, and the other one of Thor was really a really big ship, which is bringing you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which is yeah. And what kills me with that is. A lot of people in the theater are like, "What the hell was that?" And I'm like, "I, I got excited because I'm the like, shadow. that's 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 Thanos, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because you saw Loki pick up the uh, the cube, so Thanos is coming to collect. Yeah. But yeah. they didn't like if you didn't know right. didn't who know, Thanos was or right. like it's no a from, big ship. No one's from Justice League were a Flash and Man race, which I love the Flash and Man race, and it, it, it was a tradition in comics. And it was great, right, but these guys just met. And I'm just like, it's too soon. Well, well it kind of makes sense because he's, you know, when Superman was like flying by him earlier, yeah. he's like, dude, are you serious? Like, <laughs> well, there's, finally there's someone who's close to my speed. Number one, it was too early. It was too yeah. soon for that. Yeah. Number two, I don't like the Flash. I did not like Ezra Miller's Flash. I don't care. Really? I, I hated him. Terrible. I could not terrible. stand him. So, so what was your, what was your, what was your specific beef to that? My specific beef was I, I found him annoying. Okay. Barry Allen is not like that at all. No. 
The whole, the whole. Um, um, let's let's be honest. I'm not even talking about the TV show Barry. I'm talking about the comic. Well, like it, <laughs> my question is, what happened to Wally West? Because it seems like Wally West he has been, been merged into Barry. He would have been a bit of Wally. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I didn't. I didn't find like the Flash is. That's not who the Flash is to me. Like the the wide eyed. Like oh, this is so cool and oh, oh, and I don't know what I'm doing and oh. Yeah, but, it, but they're they're taking a, a page from from what happened in, in Civil War. They're ta- they're taking they're taking a, a prime example of you got Spider Man and that one. You you right. You made him a little bit younger, a little bit more. But it fit for Spider Man. It fit because it feels like the character. Spider Man. The way way Flash ran in this. Yeah, that too. I didn't like the way he ran. But I guess again, it's it's for commercial value. I didn't like it. It's not for purity. I didn't like it. What kills me is why do they keep putting Barry Allen in there? Right. Exactly. What the hell? Right. Like. Barry, I, I like the CW, the Flash, let, let Barry but that doesn't feel quite Wally like Barry Williams. either. He right. feels more like Wally right. in his and the, attitude. And I was just going to say, I was just going to mention that, and the fact that they tried to have that little bonding moment between Cyborg and Flash, right? And that's a bonding moment between Cyborg and Wally because Wally's right. traditionally right, been, right. you know, they're new team the Titan, team tight, yeah. And and, and uh, what, what's the name of the guy that we can blame for all this crap? He does a lot of the writing. Um, he's a big fan of the the seventies era. So no matter what it is, it, Joss Whedon. No, uh, comic book writer, not Wade. Right now? No, uh, he's the one that brought back. Uh, he's the one that brought back um, Barry Allen. To oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, um, I'm blanking. Jeff Johns. Yeah, Jeff Johns. Yeah. Oh he's right. He, he's great. he's a great author, but he loves his version, and this goes to the. Yeah. Uh, my version of something. Oh, right. So, yeah. like, so everything's Barry Allen. It's like, okay, Barry Allen's okay. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, I like Hal helped, Jordan. He helped, he helped bring back Barry. I like Hal yeah. Jordan, but let's let's be honest. Most of Hal Jordan's stuff, he's kind of like a wooden post no, in a lot of the stuff. Yeah, now this, he's been written Hal, better later, when, but when Jeff Johns revitalized Hal, because Hal was lost. When he brought him back, it was great. And Green Lantern was only you only read it when he was writing it because it was. A really, really good storyline. Mm. They decided to bring back Barry Allen, and that was fine. Didn't but the it. only interesting thing about Barry Allen, and this is what the a lot of people say, is, is that he died. Yes. So by bringing him back, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he had no, he had no that's, big that's personality real, before that. Slapped your ego off. Yeah, the only interesting thing about you is you died. I gone back and read Silver Age Flash, and Silver Age Flash is okay. Right. But it's not great. Mm-hmm. I, I, Silver Age is goofy, mind you. I love Silver Age Superman stories where yeah. I'm just like, look, oh my god, he's got an <laughs> antenna on his head this issue. What, <laughs> what and, and now I'm the turtle boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's for what it is. But, um, well, I think, I think it's driving you guys nuts that what they're doing is they're homogenizing the two flashes. Yeah. And they're basically creating just one flash identity that you Barry see. Barry West. Yeah. 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 Is, and... Uh, I don't know why that bothers me quite as much as it does. Well, I know why it bothers me. It's not right. No. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> well, the thing, it goes back to what you said about Thor. Yeah. With the, this is not the Flash I wanted to see. Yeah. 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 That's what it is. If basically. they had just made Barry more Barry, or just made this Wally, I right? Be yeah. That yeah. If they fine. called him Wally, it, right? You know, the whole I'm a little new to this. And, yeah. But then, then that to, would have totally made sense. What else would have done too? Is would have done something to that DC is famously good for, so for like the last 10 years when they decided to throw it away for no reason, is their legacy. Legacy character. They've right. they yeah. had, they yeah. had legacy well 
like way longer than than, Amy than, Reyes. than, than Marvel decided. Right, you yeah. know what? Marvel was like, let's do Legacy now. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Legacy now. Um, yeah, and then and then the one other thing that bothered me about that scene, which we really went on a tangent on that, uh, was the fact that they were having a race together and Superman was flying. That's so, not. Yeah, and in the comics, Superman has to run. Right. Because that's a race. Yeah. When he's flying, he's cheating. But anyway. I don't know who said it. I probably heard it on another podcast. But to me, it, like, who should win in a race, Superman or the Flash? Hands down, should be the Flash. Ah, he is a funny, specialist. The funniest quote from a comic is when Superman and Flash, like, are, are racing for some real reason, like, either against each other or something. I don't remember what it was in. Oh, I wish I could remember the comic. But... Uh, Superman and Flash are racing, and Superman's like, you know what, you know I got this. And Flash looks at him and goes, you know what, Clark, all those times was for charity. (laughs) 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 But but whoever said the specialist should generally beat up the generalist. Superman's good at everything. Like let Flash have his thing. Right. You know, if you need someone who's second best at everything, go to Martian Manhunter. I love Martian Man. But he's like second best in everything. But here's the thing. Here's that brings up one other point. Where was the seventh member of the Justice League? Where was Hawkman? Hawkman, Green Lantern, man. Elongated Man, Martian Manhunter. They made it sound. Sa- They've made Remember Elongated they, Man such a joke for so long. I know. They built chairs with room for more. But they, yeah. no, they made it seem like there was going to be some secret seventh member in this movie. Oh, why? They didn't want to tell people Superman came back. That's why. When, when, yeah. when it was Alfred right, saying, so, I knew he'd be here. Yeah, but but she, it was just, so clear. Just starting it up. I mean, you just. I mean, you, you saw him. They picked out the justice of the Hall of Justice. Yeah, yeah. But the the whole you thing know, is the nature of justice. They yeah, were yeah. Ma- like all everything that the everybody was talking about, and and you know there was supposed to be a seventh member. That's what they were making it seem like. Mm-hmm. Like there was going to yeah, be a was there the seventh whole time. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, justice League. I'm happy that they have boom tubes. I don't know why I get it looked weird. Though. I went. They it's did, a tube. Yeah. It's a freaking boom tube. You know why? Yeah. Because because they were vertical instead of horizontal. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like look I right. like the 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 comic book kind of where it's right and then lo- they, looks they like they a leaf kind of opening up and <laughs> people just scorching from it. Because let's be honest. Oh man, I'm never I'm but, never going to see a boom tube the same way again now. But, but when it's like a, a, a hex, that's why they call it down. the boom tube. <laughs> that's like a, that's why they call it a mother box. Come on, the mother box. The mother box brings the boom tube. Oh, oh, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. So we're going to rename this episode "Cedric Ruins the DC Universe." <laughs> that's that's why it, uh, it wasn't a mother box. It was a mother crate. Yeah, they, yeah. They were, they were, they were all they were awfully big. They I remember. Were awfully big. <laughs> now. <laughs> Did and it? I never remember a mother box being used to reformat planets. Is that a thing? It's whatever the writer wants it to be. Okay. Yeah, mother box, basically, yeah. Every, every new god has a mother box. It's a personal, it's a very personal computer, basically, tuned to them. And the big thing it does is open up boom tubes, and and it's their iPod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, getting back onto the track of the after credit scenes, that last one in Justice League, I have very mixed feelings the about. Shadow? The shadow, the, the, the ship. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. no, Justice League. Yeah, Justice yeah. League. Oh, no, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, like, what? the Legion of Doom. Yeah. yeah. The the Legion of Doom, yeah. Now here's what here's what I, like like you said the Deathstroke was awesome. Yeah, yeah he, he was looked, great. He looked, he looked awesome. awesome. Yeah. 
Best Battle of the Movie. But they, but they brought back uh, Lex Luthor Jr. Exactly. Best Battle of the Movie, worst Battle of the Movie. Worst all, part. All one scene. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh. Although he's he's an okay actor. If he could kind of dial I, it back a little bit, I think he'd be okay. I think he's, like if he he's wasn't okay. trying to be the Joker. He, yeah. Right? He's okay in some roles. And then, but like, like as Lex Luthor, he was horrible, horrible. Yeah, he made whoever made that choice. It wasn't him. Yeah, but like, again, it was more like the Joker as opposed to exactly Lex yeah. Luthor. But and, I liked him in like Zombieland. He was good. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. It was very. He gets one more shot of this, and if he doesn't pull it off the second time, yeah. <laughs> I'm writing you out of the letter. I'm writing a very strongly worded letter <laughs> to the editor. <laughs> So, I, I mean, all in all, you know, I feel like I got my money's worth. I feel yeah. that both movies, you know, were flawed, but not fatally flawed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will buy Thor Ragnarok. I don't know if I'll buy Justice League right. or not. Uh, whereas I immediately bought Wonder Woman. Right. You know, so, uh, so this this is a good, good place to wrap it up. Yeah. yeah. With our final thoughts. Um, so that's good. That's a good thought. Yeah, I, you know, and, and that's kind of where I go from it. You know, it, do, do I rent it? Do I own it? Or you know, like right. that? That's to me a great movie is something I am going to go out and buy as soon as it comes out. Wonder Woman, Guardians of the Galaxy, both of them. And I know two was not quite as good as the first one. I love two. Two was great, but it was it, it was yeah, it needed wasn't. to be a little bit tighter. Yeah, and um, and I think that the reason the first one was so good is because he was collab- James Gunn was collaborating, whereas in the second one he was doing it all by himself. Mm. And yeah, he's, he, he's a good writer, but like he leans a little bit too much into the dick joke territory. To have ego. Which was amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, but at the same time, two, a living planet. Two, two was two was two was its its way to introduce the original Guardians or the original yeah, yeah, of the Guardians back to everybody's lexicon. Because I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy that we saw in the first one isn't the real Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, but I mean, half of the non-comic book fans don't... Like, they're not going to know they're that. Not well, gonna they're gonna know know they didn't know Rocket Raccoon, they're, let's be honest. Right. They're, they're not going to know that, but at the same time, you know, the first one was kind of a spin-off to introduce you to Guardians and to also introduce you to Infinity Stones. Right. And to really kind of, you know, when you when you start to parse it all up and you start to see, like, Thor is the, the, the line that keeps it all together because you kind of start understanding what Infinity Stones really mean or what kind of power they can hold. I think that's the next thing anybody's ever said about Thor. (laughs) (laughs) But in the comics, it may not be so, but at the same time, in the movie universe, it really is the way these movies... He's he's the backbone of the cosmic universe, whereas Iron Man is the backbone of the... on the ground. Right. Yeah, and and what you well Nick Fury. Let's be honest. And what you yeah, what you starting to see was the backbone of the, the streets. But also what you what right. you what you're starting to see with with you know Guardians is that you have this bigger universe that is now going to start kind of be brought in to what's going here on Earth. Right. You know. So all of a sudden, I mean, Thor kind of brings it in a little bit, but then. You know, he's just going between Asgard and, you know, the nine planets of, you know, the nine realms of our universe. It's Asgard, not Asgard. Asgard, whatever. <laughs> but anyway. Well, now it's Asgard. Asgard. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. All right, so 
<laughs> that was vapor space. So we got, we're ready to wrap this up. So let's let's go around the table with some final thoughts. What what do you want to say finally, or have you said it? No, that's pretty much it. Like I'll go out and I'll buy Thor Ragnarok, and you know I might pick up Justice League when it hits the you know discount bin. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It didn't bowl me over, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like it was a it was a good faith effort. I feel that it was a bit rushed. If they had allowed it a little bit more time to marinate. Maybe added about 20 minutes of more connected tissue. Mm. Added a few more jokes to kind of lighten it up. I think it would have been a much, much better movie along the lines of Wonder Woman. Mm. Dario? Uh, Thor was a throwaway movie for me. And Justice League, there's no getting off of this train wreck. It's just going to go until it's over. We're going to keep trying. (laughs) It's just a train wreck. Jimbo? All right. Thor, for me, did what it needed to do. It was a good tie-in movie. Uh, did exactly its whole intents and purposes. I like the funny parts. I know Dario's not too keen on it, but I think it did bring some of the casual fans that might have just been there to see what they needed to see, but I think it brought those For example, in. my wife, she Ex- really enjoyed it. Exactly. So those kind of things, I think that's what Thor did. It brought in, did what it needed to do, brought in, started the storyline, set up for Infinity War, which is its ultimate goal. Um, Justice League, I think they finally got something going as far as the DC Universe, where before it was kind of a mess. You had Wonder Woman, which was kind of a standout of the of the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you always have Batman, which is always a good story. You always have Superman, which is a good story. But now, <laughs> but now you're starting to bring it all together, and you're starting to introduce some other characters, and now you can start to do some more spinoffs. I think... I think DC is one problem is is it's been schizophrenic. It's been everywhere and nowhere. I think they're starting to kind of bring it in. I know it's going to piss off the purists because that's the way it's going to happen. But at the same time, I think they're starting to see that the Marvel formula works. Get it going. And now you can start getting people in the seats. But I do agree with Dario on one aspect. It is a train wreck. <laughs> and you're kind, of, you're kind of stuck with it. But... Yeah. Let's see. I, I think what they need to do is just get some better writers and get someone, get like a J.J. Abrams, someone who can focus the franchise and, and get it tuned You mean in. like a Kevin Feige? Yeah. Or, but get it get it tuned in to where it needs to be yeah, and then make it His name is Zach. No. Yes. No. Yes. It's no. him and, him and, um, and the writer guy. Jeff Johns. Yeah. Listen, Josh Jones is on is on the, on board for helping direct their movies now. Right. Uh, he's had. I think that was over. He's had a little things. bit of input, but now he's going to have more input as time goes by. Right. right. We need to get Zack Snyder to ease out a little bit. And then Josh Snyder's gone. Josh Whedon isn't going to do it. Well, yes, and his personal tragedy aside, I don't think. Yeah. I think before that they needed to edge it way because his. He's he's big on spectacle without content. Mm-hmm. Again, I stand for hope as I snap your neck. Yeah, that is a huge. That's my problem. problem with Snyder. He's he's good with the moments, but as a whole, he loses it. Yeah, of course, J.J. Abrams is kind of the same way. Like, this is true. You know, yeah, it's like I can see that. Yeah. Hey, blah blah blah, but it makes no sense. He, he does. He, he needs someone to kind of help him tie it together. Right. Like yeah. Lost. Lost was awesome, except like. We don't know where we're going with this. So, <laughs> you know. But but what I'm saying is you need, uh, the Abrams reference was more into like a producer. 
not not a not a general Fair director, enough. but you need someone to basically. Well, that's what Kevin Feige's been. Get these guys, get them coalesced, get them into the same understanding. Like, listen, teamwork is all about getting every player and every position to buy in to the system. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with DC right now. DC is not bought into the system. Marvel has, and while. Well, again, like I said, purists are going to be angry about it, but I think Marvel has a formula that works, and it's working extremely well. It's very popular. People can't wait to come. Listen, everybody, Black Panther, all right, listen, there's there's probably, other than maybe Ant-Man, there's no more obscure character in all of comic book, other than what's a dark hawk or whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll dispute that. <laughs> okay. Well, but, I, well, but what I'm saying is, that, what I'm saying again, is, that, that's, listen, a, that's for another day. Listen, Black Panther <laughs> is coming out, and I'm excited to go see it, and I can't right, wait yeah. to go see it. Because yeah. you know what? I've never been a big Black Panther fan, but but now I am. I'm you looking forward to seeing because it because the Marvel universe has hooked me. They have uh, they have put the eleven herbs and spices in it, damn it, and they've cooked it up to perfection, <laughs> and I want to go see Black Panther. You're gonna, you're gonna want to see a sleepwalker movie if they make that too. Oh, <laughs> now you now you're really digging into the barrel. All right, so uh, does that mean we're gonna get a new universe? Oh, <laughs> why, not? why don't we just bring back Malibu? Uh, <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> all right, so Derek, do you have any final? Th- oh, that's me. Um, so here's my final thought. Uh, I enjoyed Thor while I was watching it. It was a great movie. It was a lot of fun. Ultimately. Um, it's not definitely not how I want to see the the tone that they take for every movie going forward. But I don't think they will. Being as the next, you know, we're talking about Avengers: Infinity War coming out. There's no way they can do that as a straight up comedy. That that'll just fail. But <clears throat> so I enjoyed Thor for what it was at the time, and I liked it better than the first two Thor movies. But Still not as much as some of the other Marvel movies that I've enjoyed, like uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, uh, I Civil War. I enjoyed. Um, as far as Justice League goes, I'm gonna kind of disagree with you guys in one way, and I'm gonna say that I think this movie was a step in the right direction, but just a step. <laughs> they still, they still have a lot more to go, a lot, a lot, long way to go with that one. So we'll see what happens. But again, the next, you know, Marvel movies coming out, Avengers, uh, Black Panther. I'm really looking forward to the next DC movies coming out. Flash, if that ever happens, uh, Aquaman. <laughs> I'm not really looking forward to the Aquaman movie, but so, you know. Trust me, we won't be seeing those movies. Yeah, those I know, right? Yeah. Beefcake. But <laughs> I think, as we mentioned earlier, though, I think both of those movies could have benefited from moving more towards each other mm-hmm. as far as toning down Thor and bringing up Justice League a little. So there we go. There you go. That's what so, we got. And then we're going to bring it all together in a big group hug and end the show. <laughs> Stay away from me. <laughs> this is my personal space. Hey, listen, listen, this is this isn't a Kevin Spacey trial. <laughs> Not yet. 
Although uh, I think Dario's been playing footsie with me under the table. Like that. <laughs> anyway, no. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> I was just kidding. You know, it does get lonely in the comic book shop at night, you know. So if we haven't scared everybody away, thank you for listening. Yes. yes so you. first of all, thank you for listening. I want to thank you guys, Cedric, Dario, Jimbo. Thank you guys for showing up. Um, it was a lot of fun. That's our first episode. Um, and uh, looking forward to... Many more. So thanks for listening to to the New England Society of Geeks podcast. And good night, everybody.